everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Elevate with CNM Coaching. My name's Maggie. Thank you so much for joining us here today. I've been gone for a little while, and I do apologize for that. I was traveling. I went to the Compliance Unleashed conference, and then when I came back, I went to Montana, and that followed up with an on-site training in Utah. I was home for 48 hours, and then I went to Vegas for NIADA, came back, and got COVID, which is why my voice sounds a little bit off, but I am happy to be back today. And there is something that I want to go over today. When I spoke at NIADA at the convention, I had an example call that I really wanted to play. But unfortunately, we had some technical difficulties at the beginning of my session, which made me start a little bit late and I wasn't able to play this call. And a lot of people have asked for information on this specific topic. So I thought it would be great to cover this today applications over the phone. Now, this is a huge topic. People are constantly trying to make this perfect, and there is really a right way and a wrong way to do it. The wrong way to do it would be for you to tell the customer during your first initial conversation with them that you're going to send them the application and call them back when you receive the app back from the customer. The reason this isn't a good idea is because you have to remember that without any sense of commitment from your customer, they have no reason to return the application to you. Now, how many times have you needed paperwork from a customer after they've purchased a vehicle and you've struggled to get them to return that information to you? Or how many times do they set up a payment arrangement and promise they're going to pay and then they don't? So you have to remember that people just by habit and just our general nature are not going to do things that aren't simple for us. So unless you are literally serving that application to them on a silver platter directly in front of them right that minute, the chances of them taking the time to complete it are not always great. So what we like to try to teach to do is the right way, which is to set the appointment with the customer in the initial phone call and then try to figure out how quickly they can get the application back to us prior to the appointment. Now, this is assuming you don't have some sort of process where you take the entire application over the phone. This is going from something of like, we pre-qualify the customer, we get their contact information, and then the next step before we invite them in is to get them fully approved. This is usually done by having them go to your website and fill out an application. Either we can text it to them or we can email it to them. We've got some options here, but this is usually how they're going to complete that. So most of the time, I hear something like this hey, just go over to our website, fill out the application, and when we get it back, we'll give you a call and we'll get you scheduled then. The problem is, is again, if you're not really serving it to the customer on that silver platter, they're not going to go to your website. So you're better off saying, all right, the next step in our process is to go ahead and have you complete our online application. I can text or email the link directly to you. Which do you prefer? And then after the customer answers, say, okay, great, I'll get that over to you. Now, How soon do you think you can get this filled out and get this information back to me? Today? Okay, great. So then the next step will be have you come into the store with your ID or your driver's license to verify your identity and finalize your application. Now we can do that either later this evening if you can get the app completed quickly, or we can do that tomorrow morning, which works better for you, and set the appointment. Create the invisible deadline. Dangle the carrot if you will, but create some sort of a reason for the customer to actually want to finish the application. And the appointment, while it might just be an appointment, is enough of a reason for them to finish the application. And we see a huge success when we set the appointment during the initial phone call as opposed to callbacks. 
We all have that long list of unsold follow-up calls that we're making or abandoned customers or just customers that just filled out a pre-qualify form and then fell off the face of the earth and we can't get them to respond to us. That's what you're going to have happen if you're doing this in a two or three call step process. The other thing that happens is the customer also uses you for your information to find out if they can get approved with you. And then once you go over terms, conditions, and down payment amounts, they go elsewhere. And this actually is the more common of what we see happen. And the reason that this happens is because they get distracted by shiny objects. Even though you may have the perfect buy here, pay here program, or you might have the best subprime lender for your customer, you've matched them up perfectly with the vehicle they want, they might see that shiny Camaro or that convertible Mustang down the road and they don't anymore care about your terms and conditions. They want that car. So if you make them wait until they actually come into the store to go over terms and conditions, it's going to be significantly more profitable for you because they're actually going to show up for their appointments instead of just using you to get approved over the phone because other places don't do it. And the reason that other places don't do it is because it very rarely works. If you're going to be doing deliveries, then your best bet is to do the application over the phone and then have them do DocuSign or whatever to get any of those documents that you need signed so that you've got that information coming back to you. But again, you're still doing this all at once on the phone with the customer. And then, you know, maybe it goes to underwriting and then maybe we call them back to walk them through vehicle selection, which is what we've done in the past with other clients and we've seen to be very successful. The best way to do it is to either do the application on the phone with the customer or to take the time, if you're going to be delivering the vehicles, to take the time to send the application back to the customer and try to get as much information over the phone during that initial phone call as possible. So let's listen to this application call and talk about what we hear. Hello. Hi, may I please speak with Cheyenne? This is her. Hi, Cheyenne. This is with I hope I'm reaching you at a good time. Yeah, that's fine. Perfect. So the reason for my phone call is to thank you for giving us the opportunity to earn your business. Are you familiar with this at all? Excellent job. So I like how she is starting right off with thanking the customer for the opportunity. She sort of mentioned it was a good time. I don't usually pause there. I usually just say, I hope I've caught you at a good time. The reason I've called today is to thank you so much for giving us the opportunity to work with you. And then I kind of proceed with the remainder of why I'm calling. Otherwise, this is great. Really good start to the call. No. All right. So a little bit about us. We have been in business for over 30 years providing in-house financing. Um, so we will take great care of you. All of our vehicles do come with a 24-month, 24,000-mile powertrain warranty that's included in the cost of the vehicle, as okay. well as um, four free oil changes and 24-hour roadside assistance for your first year. Um, so a few quick questions with you, how we can help you out, Cheyenne. Great job with the value statement, leading right in with why you want to purchase from them. And do you have a vendor and driver's license? Yep. Perfect. And then do you have proof of income such as pay stubs or award letter? Yep. Cool. And how much do you make an hour? Uh, 14 an hour. And 40 hours a week? Great job making sure this customer meets minimum requirements here. This is perfect. Always do this pre-qualification process. 35 to 40. And then do you rent, own, or live with others? Uh, rent. And then Plus I get child support too. And how long have you been at that address? Two years. And do you have a trade-in at all? Uh, yeah. Okay. And what's the year make and model of that trade-in? It's a 1998 Pontiac Transport. And is that all titled and paid off in your name? Yes. Perfect. Yes, it runs. It's my daily driver. <laughs> Perfect. Do you know roughly what the miles are on that? 
Alright, so based on those questions, I do think that we will be able to help you out. Um, next up is to do an application. So this is perfect. She went through all of the pre-qualification questions, and since the customer meets basic minimum requirements, we're going to see if they want to take it to the next step, which is exactly what you want to try to do. Um, do you have a few minutes to do that over the phone with me? Notice that she didn't say, do you have 10 to 15 minutes? I hear this all the time. You do not need to tell them it's going to take 10 minutes. It doesn't usually take 10 minutes. Now, I did have to scrub some of this call and delete some of the information because it does get very personal and asks her about her last three addresses, her last three jobs. So yeah, the call was probably about eight minutes, but you're fine with saying a few minutes. The customer is not sitting there with a timer and the longer or more labor intensive you make the process sound, the less likely they're going to be to want to go through with it. Yeah. Perfect. And Cheyenne, what's your middle name? And your date of birth? And your social security number? And your driver's license number? And then are you married or single? Single. And then the best phone number to reach you at, is that the one that I called you on today? Yep. Perfect. And is that cell phone bill under your name? Yes. And then the best email address? Yep. And then do you have any dependents? Uh, three. And what are their ages? Uh, 10, 8, and 5. And your current street address? Yep. And what's your landlord's name? And a good phone number for life. Perfect. And how much a month is your rent? 470. And then where are you currently employed? An occupation title with them? General labor. And how long have you been working for them? Uh, just under three months. And $14 an hour, 40 hours a week, right? Yep. Okay. And then uh, do you get paid weekly, bi-weekly? Weekly. She's doing a great job here with these details. She's not missing anything. Good work. And then some income and debt questions. Do you pay any child support? No, I receive child support. Okay. How much do you get a month? 410. And have you ever filed for bankruptcy in the last seven years? No. Okay. Have you ever had a vehicle repossessed in the last three? No. Have you ever borrowed for a vehicle before? No. Okay. And then what bank do you use personally? Um, it's a prepaid debit card it's that they go through. And how much do you try and keep on your card on average? Um, my checks get deposited there and then I pay my bills. So you think about like a couple hundred you try and keep on there or? Um, or? I try to. I like to take the money off the card because they charge me every time I use it. Sure. And utilities? Uh, how much a month do you pay in utilities? Um, let's see. Notice how her voice inflection is rising and falling, and instead of her making the customer feel like they're filling out a questionnaire or actually an application, she's asking these questions using a vocal tone that makes it seem like she's actually curious about the answers. This is really important when you're doing an application over the phone because you don't want your customer bored. So you also don't want them to feel like there's no engaging occurring. Try to respond positively if appropriate. You'll notice she's done that in a couple of places, which is perfect. Uh, probably about 300 altogether. Okay. Is that including like cable TV and stuff like that? Yeah. Okay. How much is your cell phone bill a month? Uh, 150. And then on top of the trade, um, at this time, do you have any money saved up for a down payment? Um, um, no, just the trade right now. Okay. So typically our guests, um, so we do like to see something down, so typically our guests do put down around 1300. Um, is that something that you'd be able to get close to or would you be able to do a couple hundred? Um, probably not right now, no. Okay, sounds good. Definitely see what they ask for. 
So notice how she didn't immediately discredit the customer and make the customer feel like, well, you said you have nothing, I can't help you out. She said, well, we're going to have to see what they need down. That's exactly what you want to do. She handled this completely appropriately. She didn't raise any red flags. She's not making the customer nervous. She just politely explained what they usually require. She's going to see if she can get through with zero because this is a store that can occasionally do that. And if not, then they're going to tell the customer what they need. And if it's not doable, then now might not be the right time. Maybe they can do a deferred down or whatever. Every store has different programs. But the goal here is to at least see if we can get her approved and what she might need down. All right, so let's complete the application. I just have to read this agreement at the bottom here. Um, so you certify that you have provided true and accurate information in this form and um, that you have read and understand the dealership's privacy policy. By submitting this form, you authorize the dealer to begin a credit investigation to process the application and forward your application to lenders, financial institutions, or other third parties in order to process the application. Do you agree? Yes. Perfect. Um, so, um, just because my Android is going to ask me, um, looks like back in 2014, there was a charge-off vehicle through our customers. Um, do you kind of want to let me know what happened with that a little bit? So, if you were listening earlier, she mentioned that she had never loaned a vehicle before, right? She never borrowed for a vehicle before. So now we're coming across a red flag here, but notice how the rep isn't attacking the customer or mentioning, hey, you didn't tell me this before when I asked you if you've ever borrowed for a vehicle. This is a good professional way to handle this. Um, I had it, I was financing it, and the head gaskets blew on it. So I just, I let them take it back voluntarily. Sure. I didn't have the money to uh, fix it. Absolutely. Definitely expensive. So. This is another reason why warranties are so important and why it's always a really good idea to review your warranties with the customer at the beginning of the call like she did because they're going to offer a warranty that will cover these types of issues and this is just one more feather in your cap when it comes to explaining the value of purchasing from your store if you offer warranties. Alright, then everything else looks pretty good here. Alright, so what I need from you now is a picture of your driver's license, your two most recent pay stubs, and then a piece of mail with your name and address on it received in the last 30 days. Okay. Sending a text over right now, I'll also send you an email in just a little bit here for those documents. Um, okay. And then when everything's said and done, and after we talk to underwriting, we will need you to come in to um, location, which is going to be closest for you. Um, when would you be able to do that? Today or Monday? So I like that she's offering the appointment with choices, but I don't like that she said, when would you be able? I would say, now I have openings today or Monday, which is going to work best for you? That would have been a better way to phrase it. It's a little bit more authoritative, but I'm still happy she used her choices. Uh, probably sometime Monday. Monday, sure. We are open 9 to 4. What time works best for you? Um, I don't think I'll even make it by 4. I'm sorry, 9 to 6. I'm sorry. <laughs> Today's 9 to 6. Uh, Probably about five. Five, sure. And then you have a pen or a pencil handy where you can write down some information, Cheyenne? Um, yep. Perfect. Let me know when you're ready. Go ahead. All right. So my name is... Okay. And my direct line is going to be... Okay. And then our location address is going to be... Okay. All right. So, um, again, send me those documents as soon as you can. We'll get everything over to underwriting. Um, I have your appointment set up for Monday the 21st. After this is excellent. So two things she's doing here. She's reminding the customer again to finish the documents, and now she's repeating the appointment time again. Remember, repetition is really important. 5 p.m. and when you arrive, you'll be asking um, for and then um, 
If anything does change with this time, just let me know, um, and then I look forward to seeing your documents come through and uh, helping you out. Okay, awesome. Thank you. Right, thanks, Cheyenne. So overall, this is exactly what you want to hear. She went through the entire pre-qualification process, which was just a few questions. Once the customer met basic minimum requirements, then she went through the full application, letting the customer know everything looked good so far, but we need to do an application to be sure. Once they had the application completed, she explained the next step in the process, which was going to be an appointment. She set the appointment. She gave out her contact information. She gave out the address. She told the customer who to ask for. Everything at the end of the call was really good. I think that one more friendly reminder right before you hang up, like she did here, I look forward to seeing your documents and working with you. That was great. That's what you want to do. This is a perfect example of how to handle an application over the phone. We have our appointment set. You know, if you're going to be setting it for a day or two out, you're going to need to keep an eye on the application, set up a task reminder in your CRM to make sure everything gets sent back to you. And if you don't have what you need, you need to call the customer 24 hours before the appointment. And then, of course, do appointment reminders and text message reminders and things like that. But I think this is the perfect example. I hope you guys enjoyed this. I know this is a little bit of a longer podcast today, but the call is a little bit lengthy because there is a full application in here. But since this is such a hot topic, I thought it's time to play this call. And since I didn't get to play it at the convention, not everyone heard it. Uh, If you were there, uh, thank you so much for coming. I had over 100 attendees. There was uh, some open chairs, but people standing in the back. It was great. I had a lot of really excellent feedback, and I really appreciate those of you that attended. I will be in Texas at TIADA, and I will be speaking on Monday, July 25th. And I would love for you to come. We're going to be doing something totally different than we've done before. We're going to be talking about inbound and outbound sales calls and how to grade them so that you can go back to your dealerships and actually listen to phone calls and then help your staff measure and track their improvements. And I'm really excited about this because we haven't done anything like this before. So it's going to be amazing. So again, that is going to be Monday, July 25th, and that is at 11.30 a.m. Sales calls making the grade. I am up against my dear friend, Bill Metzinger. Uh, He is also speaking at the same time, so hopefully not everyone is in his room and I get some attendees in my room too. I know it's tough competition at that time slot. There are several other speakers, but I would love it if you came to see me speak. We will also be in the exhibit hall, booth 421. So if you're coming to TIADA, make sure you stop by my booth and say hi. If you have any questions about this, you can always email us at info at cnmcoaching.com. And don't forget, we are also offering hosted chat, which is awesome. We can take those leads right off your website and we will feed them directly to your CRM and your email inbox. Kate, our lead chatter, has a 98 lead data capture rate, which means 98% of the time she's getting first name, last name, and phone number of your visitor, and it's getting sent directly to your CRM. So if you're interested in that, you can always contact us, and feel free also to send us an email at info at chat-more.com. We look forward to hearing from you. I'll be back probably on Friday with another podcast because I've been gone for a while. So there's a couple of other topics I would like to discuss. Until then, thank you so much for joining me here today, and I look forward to the next podcast. Have a great day, guys.